We are six women. We are wordsmiths. We are magic. We are curious. We are contradictions. We are wanderers. We are people of many names. We are mind trekkers and story weavers. We are adventurous spirits. We continue to grow. We've been baptized in the font of dream and memory. We are partly truth and partly fiction. I am Gail. I am Joanne. I am Margie. I am Katie. I am Marion. I am Mary. We are the Mystic Order of East Alabama Fiction Writers. Hi. Welcome to the Mystic Order podcast. I'm Margie, and I'm going to be the hostess, or whatever we call ourselves. Navigator. Navigator of our of our podcast today. The topic is friends, and we will get to that eventually, but let me let the other mystics introduce themselves. First of all, our queen. Hello, this is the queen speaking to you. Maybe you should tell them your name, just in case we have a new listener. Okay, new listener, I'm Gail the queen. <laughs> Very good. And I am Katie, the mystic truth teller, I think. It, my title changes a lot. Sure. Yeah. But, but it's been most that of it's way honest. Yeah. How long have you been a mystic, Katie? I think it's three and a half years. Three and a half years of joy to have That's Katie. True. Well, joy for Katie, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Joy for I us. don't know about y'all. <laughs> so we are missing half of our mystics. Yes. Yeah, which is very sad. So Marion, Mystic Marion, the dog whisperer, is on sabbatical from the mystics for the moment, taking a much needed rest. Mystic Mary is under the weather. And Mystic Joanne is in court, not for herself, but she's helping somebody through court. Yeah, but didn't Joanne tell us that she was retired? She did. I mean, like, she says that a lot, but last time we were together, I think she said, I'm fully retired. It's over. And she's in court this week. Yes. Yeah, she's retired like my dad used to retire. (laughs) They'd have parties for him, and then he'd be back in the office the next Monday. (laughs) Yeah, right. That'd be discouraging for the vice president. <laughs> Whoever was supposed to take It was over. my brother. <laughs> succession. Is that that TV show? Yes. <laughs> this is the Atlanta version of right. Succession. <laughs> well, so anyway, I think that introduces everybody, even the ones who weren't here. You know, one thing uh, you probably wonder about our podcast world, we only have four microphones, and there's six of us. So now today, everybody has their own microphone, and um, so we're not we're we're unhappy not to have them there, but we're a little more comfortable. Yes, we can all talk all we want. Right, we're <laughs> going to talk all over each other. That yes, means right, yes. but that's okay. Okay, we- keeping with our usual introduction, we're going to go over a, a week that's mystic, and I'll start with you, Queen. Well, my entire week was mystic because I spent it in Paris, and that is not Paris, Tennessee, either. <laughs> and there's so many thrilling things in, in Paris, and you people who've been there know that. But my friend um, has, uh, was a United employee, or her husband was, and so we flew standby for free, first class, and I'm telling you, the Eiffel Tower is beautiful, but first class has got it beat. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so jealous. The problem is you've now set the bar so I high know. that how can you ever fly? I don't know. I've been regular. worried about that. But 
Also, there are all these buttons that, that the first class people probably know how to use, but the only one I found was kind of a button that rolled and it'd move your feet up and your back back. It was like this luxurious lazy boy recliner. And so I spent a lot of time rolling my feet up and my back back. <laughs> as long as you didn't hit an eject button. That's, That's right. The important That's right. Thing. Well, I never that did figure out I never did figure out all the lights. They gave us a little gift. And um, it had hand cream and a mask so you could sleep and socks and slippers. and What food did they serve you? Well, they served us short ribs with a bunch of fancy things sitting around it. I was so happy to be there. I really couldn't concentrate on the food. (laughs) So that's my story, and I'm sticking with it. (laughs) Plus, you were headed to France. So the food in France. Oh, gosh, yes. We did great. and I, when I came back, I had to go to the, uh, have my checkup at the doctor, and I had gained <laughs> a lot of weight. That's and he started timing. to scold me, and I said, I just got off the plane from Paris. <laughs> <laughs> then he was just jealous. <laughs> yes. He's a little chubs himself. I don't know That's what good. he's talking about. Yeah. I like doctors like that who yeah. Yeah. speak yeah. for yourself. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, Katie, how was your Mystic Week? So this was a, a Mystic Week in many ways, but the most mystical thing is that on Monday I ended up babysitting so I have a lot of grandchildren I have a lot of grandchildren like we're about to have the ninth one so well a lot um and uh, how many of those six of those live here and well at six and a half the one that's in the hatch um so anyway we I kept five of them I think it was five on Monday and so I took them to the wonderful park that's over here near Wrights Mill Road School in Auburn. It's that, oh, that playground. Um, that playground oh my that God. is fabulous. I mean, I wish they had an adult version of that. Me it's, too. It's just wonderful. Um, but the boys, who are ages 11 and 9, wanted to play something called Gaga Ball, which I said is the new pickleball, right? I mean, it's like the second fastest growing sport in playgrounds. Um, anyway, it's basically kickball, I think, in a, an enclosure. And oh. so, But th- my oldest grandson said, well... Somebody stole the ball from over there. He'd been over there playing. And so I said, well, we'll just go to Academy Sports. So we went to Academy Sports, got a kickball, and took it over there. And they played and played and played for a couple of hours, and then they it got kind of crowded. So they started playing something called Foursquare, which I don't ever remember playing, but then Neither. again, I lived out All the All my boondocks. kids in after school played it. Okay. That was not a memory of mine by any means. So we played Foursquare, and then we ended up going for ice cream somewhere, and then we went to another playground and continued to play Foursquare, and I started trying to play. Of course, they just tell me what to do, and I'm not very good at it. But at some point, the older boys, the boys said, if, you, if you're out, you've got to do five push-ups. Hit the ground and do five. And they said, but Mama Kay, you don't have to do it. And I said, no, <laughs> I'm going to do it. So I did, I did a lot of push-ups. <laughs> but then there was this couple there, this very fit, athletic-looking gentleman with his little girl. And when I did the push-ups, he, I heard him go, oh, my God. <laughs> and I think he thought I'd fainted, you know, or something. <laughs> but then when I got up, he goes, that is so cool. <laughs> it was She's not down. pretty, but it was pretty mystic that I could live through that, <laughs> basically. And it was fun. We had the best time. Oh, that sounds great. That playground is awesome. It is is amazing. It's like we took song there at Christmas, and it was great. Yeah. I went without a grandchild since I don't have one, (laughs) and I tried to play the musical instruments, and I'm not very good at it, just like... The piano, the keyboard. And again, I'm not very good at it. (laughs) 
Well, my mystic wake was something I've never done, which was have cataract surgery. Mm. And that was last Tuesday. And of course, I was extremely um, nervous because, you know, it's your eyes. But it was quite successful. I can now see out of that eye like 2020, which I've never had that vision in my life. And um, it was a weird experience. They don't put you out. They just give you some... Happy pill. Happy. No, they give you an IV. But, Margie, aren't you used to happy pills? Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but they gave me something, and they said, now, we don't want you loopy. you you got to be able to answer Dr. Weeks, you know. But, you, but it's just kind of a trip. I mean, it's these lights in your eyes, and... But it only lasts about 20 minutes. And then I was out and had to wear a little patch until 4 p.m. And I was so nervous because I thought I'm going to take off the patch and it's going to be, you know, blurry and I'm going to go, oh, my God. It's like unveiling a facelift. Right. (gasps) What's under there? I have never unveiled a facelift. Yeah, neither have I. I But I've seen it in movies. I desperately need to, I can tell you. Yeah, the unwrapping of the mummy. (laughs) But when I uncovered that eye, Everything was crystal clear. It was unbelievable. And then I looked through the other eye, my left eye, which hasn't been done yet, and everything was yellow. Mm-hmm. And everybody said, you won't believe the light and color you see. And I thought, oh, I see fine. Well, no. And <clears throat> I told Gail, it was like the cleaning of the Sistine Chapel <laughs> before and after. <laughs> you know, before it was Only kind of, a m- artist Margie would say <laughs> that. It was like that. before it was very monochromatic. And then now, you know, I see it's just like the whites in the, in the cataract removed eye. They're white, white. Yeah. And in the other eye, they're like yellow. Yeah. So next Tuesday, I get my, the other eye done. So I'll be balanced. But right now, I can't now you're wear just my winking gla- at people. I'm just winking <laughs> at people. I can't see without my gla- with my glasses because the lenses are wrong. But I can see well enough through the, the cataract done eye that I can, you know, get around the it's other safe one. safe to be on the road with you. Yeah, it's safe okay. to be on the road. I'm not driving I'm not far. testing that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not driving far. By the time our <clears throat> listeners hear this, it'll be perfectly It'll safe. be You'll perfect. Be yeah. 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 And I've had a follow-up visit the next day with Dr. Weeks, who's really good, and he, um, he was very impressed with the change in my vision, mm. you know, because it had been so poor before. And um, he was, he had some students with him and they were, I said, oh, this is great. I'm not afraid anymore. And he went, I like to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) So that was my mystic week. Yeah. You know, I love it that we are the AARP channel podcast here because I'm, I'm, my cataracts aren't there yet, but I can tell that, and I can't wait. I cannot yeah. wait because I've never, I've worn glasses all my life too. So I'm like, oh, I'm looking forward to this. But I look awfully cute in my glasses. This is Gail the Queen speaking. I have, because I don't wear makeup, mostly because I'm so allergic to it. I have every color of glasses and I have one pair for each outfit. So if I have cataract surgery, what am I going to do? Just get regular, you just get regular just clear, clear lenses. lenses. Oh, those That's blue, what, yeah. those blue. Yeah, the blue filters blue light. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah, my husband did that. He Loved his glasses, and he felt like he looked weird without them, so he ended up him. But he also had to adjust some for reading. So he Yeah, I may have to adjust for reading. It yeah. just depends. <coughs> All me. right. Well, we're to uh, the Mystic Opus Corner, are we not? Yeah, we are. Gail? Oh, so it's to me. Well, because our subject is friends, and, um, oh, I'm looking at my notes, and I've misspelled friends. <laughs> <laughs> I like a friend that can spell for me. But, it's um, beans. Is it beans? <laughs> Almost. 
It's free ends. Friends. Friends. That's friends. the southern version. Yeah, friends. All my good friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am recommending a book called First Friends, The Powerful, Unsung, Sung, and Unelected People Who Shaped Our Presidents. And it's by Gary Ginsburg, and it's a, about 10 presidents. He picked out 10, and their best friends, and how their best friends actually made some of the um, very important parts of our history uh, possible or mm -hmm. influenced it. And, a co well, it's about Abraham Lincoln, Harry Truman, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, John Kennedy, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, um, Bill Clinton. And I won't go on to tell you and bore you with this so you can read the book, but I'll, I'll tell you about two. And that's Abraham Lincoln's best friend, Joshua Speed, and I'm reading this. They shared a bed for four years during which Speed saved his friend from a crippling depression. Two decades later, the friends worked together to save the Union. They saved a bed? To get, shared they a bed? shared a bed together. You know, I've heard that a lot in these old <laughs> stories. You know, you'd go into a lodging house and just yeah. sleep next to somebody. You, you, but, yeah, completely. Yeah, there was this, this American Life on the other day about people that shared like the same bed and these workers in Wisconsin, Mexicans had to share a bed and shifts um, and they got to all be friends. They all lived in this trailer, but it was, and then stewardesses yeah. have to share sometimes a pod. Sometimes they hate each other. Uh -huh. And this one woman was saying how they be aggressive to each other is like they're on the cart serving and the one says, uh, give me one of your Cokes. And if you're mad at her, you just say, we're out of Cokes. Well, I saw some in the galley and you go, we're out of Cokes. <laughs> and so then the next time she gets all the red wine and you have to ask her every <laughs> time for the red wine. So anyway, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, they couldn't have shared, a, they couldn't have shared my Paris um, little what it was like it a capsule <laughs> pod yeah a pod it does look like pods i tried to think is there a movie like this where humans are in pods yeah yeah but i don't remember the name i don't either but that's what i felt there's like. probably several of those mm -hmm. they? well it was lovely yeah. is it avatar was avatar in a pod i haven't yeah, seen he it. was he would go to sleep and go to the other land oh he, you know he was because he was quadriplegic or whatever oh that's when he right was in the other land he was baby yoda too oh yeah. baby yoda he's a yeah, pod yes. in mandalorian <laughs> yes he's he, he his ears fit in there <laughs> <laughs> never mind <laughs> but um okay back to abraham lincoln and off of uh avatar <laughs> so uh there was also um franklin delano roosevelt and his best friend was daisy suckley strange last name but um, he trusted her as a constant confidant and uh, was very lonely and an overworked president navigating the Great Depression and World War II, and, and she helped him with that. So there's, that's the book. It's called First Friends. And, you know, I don't remember why I read this book. Was it in our book club, Margie? I don't remember that. It wasn't was it in a, ours. It wasn't? Re, not since, since I've been a member of ours. So Gail's Margie's in, in, I'm in two. Um, no, I'm in two. Margie's. It might have been. I mean, that sounds like a book Esther would have chosen, you know, as a historian. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. Mm. So that's my book choice. Okay. Well, so I have 
um, I was really torn about the book choices because there are several. And I just want to mention in passing, and maybe we'll go into it in another podcast, there is this amazing book. Gail, if you haven't read it, you would love it. It's called Small Things Like These by Claire Keegan. And it's this just sparse little gorgeous book about a, a wonderful man who takes care of a child who's been abused. Um, and Claire Keegan is an Irish writer, and they've, you know, as they, I mean, she doesn't write very many books, but when she does, they're not very big, but they're just every word counts. That was described as she is able to tell a story in a paragraph or to compress a novel into a few thousand words, which I would aspire to someday. But that brings me back to writing. So I have been trying to go back and reread books for writers because even though I've been doing this for 40 years, I can always learn something new, and it's often good to go back. And so most recently, I have been listening to um, Writing Down the Bones, Natalie Goldberg's book. And what made me think of that for today is that she talks about having friends who are writers and how you work with each other. And it's one of the reasons I love the mystics is that we love each other as friends, but we also have this shared passion for writing and that we um, help each other. And so anyway, if any of our listeners are aspiring writers or currently writers and already do it and need a refresher, I can highly recommend going back. It's been out since she wrote it, I think, in her 30s, and she's now maybe in her 60s or 70s. So it's been out a long time. I think I read it. Who's the author? Natalie Goldberg. You know, speaking of supporting each other as writers, Mary has started writing, Mystic Mary has started writing for um, the newspaper and um, I think her columns are quite good. They are. They're mm-hmm. fabulous. But um, most of them are about some weird animal, which is always interesting. But this week, it's about a hospice. Right. And it was a wonderful article. If, if uh, It's our little local newspaper called The Villager that's put out in Auburn, Alabama. I don't know if you can go online and read Mary Danzak's articles, but if you can, she's just done a wonderful job. They're also on Facebook. Yeah, and, if you and on our Facebook, a Mystic Facebook page. Oh, too. they're on our yeah. Mystic Facebook. That's because yeah, so Mary handles our Mystic right. Facebook page. But uh, So you'll see how talented she is if you'll read this particular article because it speaks to everyone, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, whereas the little animals don't particularly speak to me because my only animal is my husband and my child. (laughs) 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 Well, um, uh, in that vein, um, Mystic Marion also has a column Mm, called Lovely Tokens. Mm -hmm. And that is in what? It is in... um, the Jernigan newspaper. The Jernigan yeah. newspaper. Okay. Yes. And I don't know the name of The name of, of which I, sh- I should know it. It's like, I don't remember my name half the time. So the Citizen. The Citizen. And yeah. those are lovely essays. And they're on Facebook as well. And, as and they are also on there. Facebook. And I do a gardening column for Alabama Living oh, Magazine. Oh, well. Katie. So, and we post it occasionally on Facebook too. Every It's a monthly. So, okay. not, not as frequent as these gals are doing. So, yep. Well, my read, uh, thank you. Gail brought water. I'm bringing Margie, Margie water because she's that coughing. Vodka? <laughs> no, it's vodka. Um, well, I, I have to edit the the um, podcast. It's fallen to me, and I can mem- I can memorize everybody's uh, but I'm not good with the coughing. So yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just it, it's like this little tickle that I get oh that I've got right now, and I don't. You know, it's like you know. Well, you have I'm, a you have a glass of water yeah, now. Thank you. And I just took a sip. So. 
in, in terms of books, um, I've been, thanks to Katie, listening to the Mick Heron series <laughs> of Slow Dogs. And I've listened... So horses, I mean, I'm sorry, the dogs are in there, but yeah. <laughs> slow horses, <laughs> slow horses. And um, I'm now in book six. Oh, my wow. God. Because I've just been kind of obsessed with them. Have you watched them on Disney Plus? I have not watched them. They're no, on, it's they're on Apple, Apple Plus. Apple TV. No, I have not watched the series. I'm sure it's really good. But um, I've been, I have Audible, so I've been, mm-hmm. as I'm walking and as I'm painting, I've been listening to them. But I also ordered, Wayne's birthday was the, February 20th. And so I ordered him six of the books for his birthday. Oh, that's great. So, and he read one and he really liked it, but now he's reading other stuff. But one r- friend related book novel that I read a long time ago that was really interesting was Slow, slow Dogs is, I mean, Slow Horses is not about friends. No, no. Well, the people at Slough House, they're frenemies. They're frenemies. They okay. are. They okay. Are. Yeah. Um, but a novel by Margaret Atwood that's about three friends and then their nemesis is called The Robber Bride. Mm. And that is really fantastic. I have not read that in a while, but I really loved it. And it's Ross, Karis, and Tony. And their nemesis is a woman named Xenia. Like the flower? Like the flower. Yeah. Or Xenia. Z-E-N-I-A. Okay. We would say it. Xenia. Xenia. Yeah. Uh, and she ruins all their lives, but <laughs> in terms of their their love lives and stuff. And I don't remember everything, but it's a really intriguing, you know, and they come together because of their hatred of this one woman. <laughs> but in a way, she's kind of their guardian angel. So um, anyway, I recommend that as, a, as you know, a, a book with about friendship. And unfriendship. Friendship and, and unfriendship. And unfriendship. So, um, any other mystic stamps of excellent films or food or anything like that that anybody wants to comment on before we get to our topic? Yeah, I don't know of any this week or okay. this month or this recording for me. Well, I'd just say for my husband's 75th birthday, what did we do special for dinner? We ordered from Mellow Mushroom. Oh, oh <laughs> uh, that's pretty special. <laughs> so, that was fun. Uh, for my 75th birthday to come, of course. No, mm-hmm. really, when I had it. Um, I, I had my own party. Mm-hmm. It, and invited my top tier favorite people. So if you weren't invited, it's because I'm saving you for the 80th. <laughs> <laughs> you better hope I'm here. <laughs> you will be. Yes. <laughs> well, I'll begin. Our friend, um, we're, we're going to got to do with friends and I thought I would just um, start by definition of friend ah. from the dictionary and of course there are lots of definitions uh, of friend but a person whom one knows and with whom has a bond of mutual affection typically exclusive of sexual or family relations although you could be friends with your mate or with your brothers and sisters but typically it's outside of those relationships. Read that again. A person who, whom one knows and with whom one has a bond of mutual affection, typically exclusive of sexual or family relations. And the quote they give is, she's a friend of mine. 
<laughs> oh, that's a great quote. Oh, that's a great quote. <laughs> Very I memorable. Th- then the second, I might be able to remember it. The second definition is a member of the Religious Society of Friends, a Quaker. Oh, oh yes, of right. course. I can't. I didn't study that much for the podcast. So we're not talking friends with benefits here. It's a whole different. <laughs> well, there are all today. kinds of def. You know, like your friends on Facebook. Yeah. You know, your computer friends and your blah blah blah. But anyway, so that's just or your birding friends. Yes. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. your birding friends. Yeah, I think you can have friends. Yeah, different cat. different. Our friends that come to our readings. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah, it says mutual. Our listeners are our friends. Yes, our <laughs> listeners are definitely our friends. <laughs> it's mutual affection, or maybe mutual interest. You know, yeah. to broaden it a little bit. But um, Gail, what have you got on friend for to share? Well, when I was thinking about friends, um, I was thinking about. What makes longtime friends? And we are often asked um, when we when we do readings and we have a question and answer period. There's usually two questions, and one of them is generally, "How did y'all get together? And how long have you been together?" And it's kind of like, "How did this happen? That these six women stay together over 25 years? Is it, Margie? You know? Yeah, 25, I think." Um, to write and to be friends. And really, we spend as much time being friends as we do writing. And in the case of everyone except me, they spend a lot of time drinking wine and being friends. <laughs> she just has a different poison. Yes, yes, yes I do. I have the Boodles gin mm-hmm. and tonic. But, uh, but we spend a lot of friend time. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. But the characteristics are trust, low maintenance, I liked that. Low maintenance. Mm -hmm. If you have a high maintenance friend, if I have a high maintenance friend, I have to let them drift away on an iceberg because I am just at an age now where I don't need that. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd have to I'd have to go get higher blood pressure medicine. So Uh, and they're loyal and they're good listeners and they have like interest, which the mystics do. They're dependable. But the two that I liked the best is non-judgmental and accepting yes and the reason I like that is I want if I if you're my friend I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking about things good bad and ugly and what's in my heart and I've actually dropped a friend that called me the next day and said I've been thinking about what you said and they didn't like it and I thought what kind of friend wasn't just listening to me so I thought well I'm going to divorce this friend Mm. but I like that, that they're non-judgmental, and I certainly need that in accepting because I can be wild. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I have a poem that kind of goes with that. A poem? All right. Yes, by Jillian Jones. A person who will listen and not condemn, someone on whom you can depend, they will not flee when bad times are here. Instead, they will be there to listen and to lend an ear. They will think of ways to make you smile so you can be happy for a while. And when times are good and happy thereafter, they will be there to share the laughter. Do not forget your friends at all, for they pick you up when you fall. Do not expect to take and hold. Give friendship back. It is pure gold. It's a little <laughs> hallmarky, but I think Yeah, it's and sweet. it rhymes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Which is okay, right? Yeah. 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 You you don't see many poems nowadays that rhyme. Mm, yeah. So yeah. That that's interesting. Yeah, what is it? Make new friends, but keep, keep the, the old. old. One is silver, silver and the, the other's other gold. gold. So yes, <laughs> it has some 
Well, in I terms th- of that, I, I uh, don't keep the old all the time. Sometimes I weed them out. Well, I, as I was doing research, I noticed that it's um, that the typical length of time that a friendship lasts is about seven years. So the fact that the mystics have lasted for 25 is pretty amazing, but said that about half of, the, of our friends will turn over every seven years, kind of like the seven-year itch, <laughs> only not in the marriage, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so it's not uncommon for us to, but we change. It's just, you know, and then our interests and theirs do too. So I think that's not all bad, and it's pretty normal for us to, to weed out. But it's also great to, as you pointed out, to spend the energy on the one, the people that you feel like, you want to be with. Right. right. Love the one you're with. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I know that during COVID, it, my life changed as everyone's did so drastically. But the thing that changed the most, other than being under the hand of a pandemic, was that my social life went to, from high gear to nothing. And I really started thinking how joyous it is sometimes just to not have to run out to this, run out to that, be this, be that, be the vice president of this club. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to quit all that, and I'm going to be with the people I really want to be with. And now this doesn't always work. Y'all know that. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to do only those things I really want to do. Mm-hmm. So that is, I'm striving still for that. It's a work in progress, yeah. as life is in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in terms of long-term friends, I have friends from college that I'm still very good friends with. One are <clears throat> my sorority sisters, who we meet um, about four classes. Every two years, we have a reunion. And there's some that we have different views and everything, but when we come together, we just have fun. And I would say, you know, some are really still good friends all during COVID. We did Zoom. Mm-hmm. once a week and that was kind of great and um they're a group that you know live all over the country and even in Canada and that you know it's great to get together and we share you know now our illnesses mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> or our surgeries lo- and our <laughs> loves and losses but that and then I have other friends um several that were friends in college mostly have you that, stayed friends with your old boyfriends or your ex-husbands well, one's uh, dead, <laughs> so I'm not <laughs> friends with him. But um, actually, no, not really. I mean, um, I didn't have that many boyfriends. You know, I, I, well, I guess a lot of the boys that I knew were friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's true. As opposed to that's romantic. True. As opposed to romantic. Yeah. And um, no, I really haven't kept up with them. It's more female than I think male. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my, my husband is is my best friend. And then also another friend, Kim, who's a male, is a best friend. Um, but very few, very few men. Yeah. I have men friends without yeah. benefits. That's a shame. <laughs> and they get younger and younger. No, yes, we've noticed well, in, that, in my case, yes. <laughs> you know, I'm always open Cougar. to suggestions. <laughs> yes, yes. She always has her eye out for the... <laughs> I like the young yeah. ones. When I was in Paris, I noticed one thing about the men. And I had not noticed this the last time, and that is, there are no blondes in Paris. All the men have dark hair, which I quite like. Mm. And um, I've noticed most of them are quite handsome. Uh, Ooh la la. (laughs) And all Parisians, by the way, are required to wear black, except for their scarf. And then the (laughs) scarf cannot be pastel. 
and all Parisians smoke, including the children. And they're all required to drop their cigarettes on the sidewalk <laughs> and step on them. <laughs> and I could go on. Oh, oh, they do and, love their dogs. And mm-hmm. I, Well, you know, that's changed. I didn't see a single poodle. Really? Well, of course, I was staying near the Bastille, so maybe it's just too hard to have a dog there. Yeah. It is pretty busy there. Yeah. So I didn't see a lot of dog walkers. But um, what I did notice is, you know how there's this rumor, and I don't think it's true that Parisians are unfriendly and snotty and unhelpful. I do not find that. I didn't find I didn't find it at all. They're very helpful. The only way they're rude is they'll run over you at the <laughs> bus or the metro or just walking down the sidewalk. Or if you happen to get anywhere near a moving car, they'll honk their horn at, horn at you. But if you ask them for directions, they're so kind. Uh-oh. Well, good. Good. Yeah. We've redeemed their yeah. image here. Yeah. That's right. Well, I, like you, had Googled sort of what the traits are for friends. And everything that you said was on my list, except I, I don't think you mentioned one that I thought was really interesting is that vulnerabil- vulnerability is something that really is part of the foundation of a good friendship because that means both parties, you know, are, are vulnerable but willing to, they trust one another. So it really goes back to trust. But I think, you know, you have to be able to say, okay, I'm willing to share the things that I'm worried about or, you know, if I mm-hmm. if I have an, an issue. And, and that's the other thing I feel in this group and with my other friend groups is that, you know, if I've got something going on, I know I can come to y'all and go, this this is happening and I, you know, I don't even need devi- advice sometimes, just just consolation. Listening. Yeah, listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the listening thing's big. You know, I have um, I have exercise friends. I have friends mm-hmm. that I do Tai Chi with that – will never come over and have dinner at my house or much less Boodle's gin and tonic. But uh, they are friends. Mm -hmm. And I have friends that I swim with. And the same, you know, they're just friends in the pool. And I have friends I walk with Mm -hmm. that, you know, aren't as close as the mystics. Of course, the mystics are very close. Yes. I I feel sorry for people that... um, (laughs) around us in in our large group of six... (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I have found, look, thinking about long-term friends, that I have I have one friend who we literally were, our, our mothers were best friends, and they changed, they swapped maternity clothes, and, and she and I grew up together playing, fighting like sisters and playing and doing Jane West dolls because we didn't like Barbies because we liked horses, and, and she to this day is, and she always shows up when I need her. She lives in Seattle, but she just suddenly, wow. she's just suddenly there like in town visiting when I got married the second time and I didn't know she was going to be there. And anyway, it's just some of those connections are so wonderful and, and we know each other so well. We know our family histories so well too, that that is a, a real gift. Yeah. I have a friend like that. that I went to college with Carol. We still own a farm together Oh, with yeah. my late husband and her ex. <laughs> so what do you grow on the farm? <laughs> Alfalfa, but we don't grow it. Okay. We, we, Lease it out. But we are longtime friends. We don't talk all the time, but when we do, we catch up. Mm-hmm. But uh, we know, and we have daughters that are about the same age, and, you know, we just share a whole history mm-hmm. of all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that so ability to not talk for forever and just pick right up where yeah. you left off is a wonderful thing, too, about those kinds of long-term friendships. Well, I'm the eternal flame for the class of 65. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm also their queen. And so that means... Um, I know that they're just flattering me because I keep up with the addresses and where everyone is. And when it's time to have a reunion, um, 
they can count on me to know how to get in touch with everybody. I don't think it's a love of their sovereign. (laughs) (laughs) But now I'm getting all these emails from my classmates who are dying Mm. or uh, have some dread disease. And I'm thinking, I need to pass this on to someone that can handle it. It sort of ruins your day. Yeah. And people will call me and go, who died? <laughs> I actually, I actually keep a list because at our last reunion, I turned over the job of making the uh, speeches and the memorial to our to our classmates that had moved on. And he made this wonderful bulletin board with he had stuck beautiful pictures of them um, with what do you call that? Like tacky glue or whatever that stuff is. But anyway, I'm looking up at this board. The rest of them are touring the old school, and I'm waiting on the the barbecue and so I can give them a check for the barbecue sitting in the cafeteria of the old school. And I look (laughs) up at this board, and there's someone on the board that I had lunch with the day before, and I'm pretty (laughs) sure they weren't dead. (laughs) So (laughs) I take them off, you know. (laughs) And then (laughs) later someone comes over and whispers to me, I... I didn't want to disturb, you know, what we were doing, but Roy's not dead. (laughs) (laughs) And so I thought, I'm going to actually have to keep a a ledger of of who has gone on to the... Google search, if nothing else, to (laughs) see if they had an Gone on to the Great Divide so we don't make this mistake before uh, again. Oh, and by the way, the person that I pulled off came later. Oh, good. And I'm so glad she didn't know she was dead. (laughs) (laughs) She's right behind (laughs) She's risen. But so that's a whole different segment of friends. Yeah. You know, they're not a friend I'd sit down with and tell them my my story. Mm-hmm. But and they're not, you know, they're not people that would read our books, actually. Yeah. Right. I've found that true in, in a lot of the uh, well, now a lot of our Tai Chi friends r- listen to our podcast, right? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They yeah, say they do our, anyway, We right? have our Tai Chi friends, too. Yeah. That's right. You know. So in my research, I found, too, that the average person has three to five very close friends, 10 to 15 people in their circle, and 100 to 150 acquaintances in their social network. So that's probably true. That's probably about right. Yeah. yeah, because, you know, there's friends and then there's close friends, and the, the, there are different levels of friendship. And that's a wonderful thing, because you can't be close to every, much as I might try, I'm not going to, like become best friends with the checkout person at Kroger, even though I tend to want to please everybody. <laughs> yeah, make <laughs> friends with everybody. <laughs> uh, Thanks for that special. I'm thinking of that poem, My Last Duchess, where the king has the, her picture well, with a curtain, and you can pull a string in the curtain, and, and he says, um, this is my last duchess, and I think he had her beheaded because, and these were his words, she liked whatever she looked upon. Her smiles fell everywhere. So it's Oops. like, Oops. <laughs> it's like that's a little different than friends. No, no, so. it really, it really was friends, you uh-huh. know. And he was jealous of the time okay. she would give them it some wasn't. affirmation. So he just chopped her head off. Huh. I think that's a Browning, on, but I'm not sure. Well, I have a good Mary Oliver poem. Oh, okay, yeah, I have Mary Oliver. Friends. Mm-hmm. This is just an excerpt. What is the greatest gift? Could it be the world itself, the oceans, the meadow lark, the patience of the trees and the wind? Could it be love with its sweet clamor of passion? Something else, something entirely holds me in thrall, that you have a life that I wonder about more than I wonder about my own. Oh, now, 
I, get, I don't get it. I mean, I do get it, but... Because they're interested in that person more than they're interested in themselves. Yeah. Oh, And yeah. that's the greatest gift. Oh, well, that's true. Or listening to them. Yeah. yeah. But to, to wonder about them. Right. And to discover know. new things about mm-hmm. one another, too, I think is a, a, an advantage, or something that's fun to do, and it, it, it makes it more interesting over time. Yes. <laughs> when you realize, yes. I didn't know that about you, <laughs> including my spouse. Yeah. You never told me that story. <laughs> That's, you know, an excerpt. You know, I should say something about friends that aren't human. Mm, oh, is, yes. This is for Marion. Yes. They, they had Marion and Mary. Yeah, Marion and Mary. Yeah. Sure. And, you know, I, when I was reading Unusual Friendships, they did have some animal unusual friendships, a lion and a monkey. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Well, this one is a little long, but it's not that long, but I'll read it. It's called Dog Music. It's called Dog Music by Paul Zimmer. And this is to to Marion and Mary, Uh our our true, and also Katie. You have your dogs. Amongst dogs are listeners and singers. My big dog sang with me so purely, puckering her ruffled lips with an O, beginning with small, swallowing sounds like Coltrane musing, then rising to power and resonance, gulping air to continue, her passion and sense of flawless form, singing not with me, but for the art of dogs. We joined in many songs, Stardust, Namia, The Trout, My Rosary, Perdido, She was a great master and died young, leaving me with unrelieved grief, her talents known to only a few. Now I have a small dog who does not sing, but listens with discernment, requiring skill and spirit in my falsetto voice. I sing her name and words of love, Adante, Combrio, Vivace, Adagio. Sometimes she is so moved she turns to place a paw across her snout, closes her eye, singing like a girl I held and danced with years ago. But I am a pretender to dog music. The true strains rise only from the rich, chambered, um, the Oh, okay, this is a great line. So, But I'm a true pretender of dog music. The true strains rise only from the rich red chambers of a canine heart. These melodies best when the moon is up. Listeners and singers together, apart beyond friendships and anger. Far from any human imposture, ballads of long nights lifting to starlight, songs of bones, turds, conquest, hunts, smells, Ranking things settled long before our birth. Wow. Uh, ranking things settled yeah. long before our birth. I think that's a great poem about yeah. dogs. I that's liked it a lot. The last stanza, not so much, but the rest of it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a dog sings from its heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. the dog, dog music. <laughs> that sounds like our, I'll have to say, that sounds like our sister Marion. Yeah. She believes that to the core. Yeah, she'll only kiss a dog now. Oh, God. <laughs> We haven't seen her in so long. I guess that means we can't kiss her when no, we see her. No. no. Darn. You know, um, I have closed the door. We we always record in the the Queen's house because I have an enormous table and um and I have the equipment. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, and so I closed I had the door open because here in Alabama it is quite warm. What was it today? 74, 70? It's going right now. It's up to 80 in the last day or so. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. unseasonably warm. But that's typical of early March. So I had February. this door open that's very near where we're, and, and the dog 
I, my backyard is enclosed by what looks like a little forest, but it's just a bunch of trash trees that keep the neighbors from seeing that we're podcasting. <laughs> but there's a dog beyond these trees, and it's a Great Dane. And every time I go out into the yard, it barks at me. And I thought, oh, I'll, I'll solve this. So I'd go over and say sweet things to it. Oh, puppy, 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 I'm your friend, I'm your neighbor. Bark, 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 bark. And never have we cured this relationship. You know, yeah. it's going to bark at me no matter what. I even had a friend that was a dog whisperer. And when it started barking, he goes, this is my friend Hans. He goes over and says, oh, puppy, this is your friend Hans. Bark, 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 bark. So <laughs> Maybe you need to howl. Yeah, you're not talking dog yet. I don't know. I just think the dog oh. maybe has not had enough um, um, psychiatric help. <laughs> yeah, hasn't learned to, yeah. So we've closed the door so we can podcast. So one of the things I looked at as we were thinking about friendship were the patron saints of friendship. Mm. Oh, who is that? So I wish that our... Um, our, our Catholic, Catholic was here. Mystic, yeah, <laughs> yeah Joanne so. was here to. She would, co- I'm sure, be able to wax eloquently about this. But um, so Saint John the Apostle, who was the son of Zebedee and Salome, was and one of the twelve apostles, um, was is considered the saint, patron saint of love, loyalty, friendships, and authors. Now, Saint Galantine is the female <gasps> version of that. So oh. This is February. We just got through Valentine's Day. And, of course, St. Valentine is the patron saint of love and things like that, too. But St. Galantine is the female saint. Maybe not real, but we forget that part. I'm going to say she was. Yeah, I I, I want her to be. She's the female saint of what St. John is. So it's friendship, love, authors. Um, Let's see. Yes, authors is what St. John is, but I don't know that Galantine is of authors, but basically she's the female protector of, fem- uh, she's the protector of female friendships. Oh. Um, and so, um, let's see. What did, I'm sorry, I should have re- memorized this. Um, she, there are certain rules that she goes by. And so at the granting, she grants miracles, um, and, is, and these are essential to everybody's individual can you can you get this done if you go to the catholic church a miracle i kind of i don't know we'll have to ask joanne that question you've you've experienced those miracles getting that dirt in santa fe that's true we did have the oh yes that's right Mm -hmm. that was a miracle but anyway so here are some of the miracles that she performed she restored sight to a friend blinded by an attractive but inconsiderate suitor (laughs) she coined the phrase you deserve better she healed the brokenhearted with a combination of carefully curated librettos, known today as playlists, and really, and really warm hugs. She transformed wilted flowers into some real nice floral crowns that were known to lift the spirits of all who wore them. She danced for 27 hours straight just for fun. Her tea parties continued to raise concerns among the Roman patriarchy, and Galantine was ultimately martyred, suffering the, a fate worse than death. The Roman government placed her under quarantine in the Colosseum, denied her access to any of her friends, and paraded a steady stream of young men from the nefarious village of Reddit Titus into her cell. So she was she suffered listening to man speak. Is basically what they're saying. <laughs> he yes. killed her anyway. Yeah, that's how <laughs> that she sort of reminds a me of the Duchess um, Goldblatt. Goldblatt. Yes. 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 Uh-huh. Yes. yes. Especially the well, all of it. Anyway, so if if we're looking for a patron saint for a 
for our female friendships, we need to do more research into St. Galentine. We do. And we maybe do. And celebrate Duchess, and maybe Duchess Goldblatt, too. That's true. Yes. Yeah, she could be mm-hmm. she could be it. Yeah. Well Gail, you had other categories of friends, I, maybe? Yes, or? I did. I th- thought it would be interesting to look up uh, odd friendships. And some of them just thrilled me. For example, I love Ed Sheeran. I don't know a lot about modern music, but I, I love Ed Sheeran. And he's really good friends with Courtney Cox. And Courtney let him live rent-free in her beach house. And so they've been good friends ever since. I think that's an odd combination. And then this is even odder. Martha Stewart is good friends with Snoop Dogg. Yeah, they do commercials together. (laughs) Yeah. And um, I heard the most wonderful thing Snoop Dogg said in a special about um, some singer that was married to Moon River. Andy Williams? No, it wasn't Andy Williams. Who wrote that? Burt Bacharach. Burt Bacharach. Who was married to Burt Burt Bacharach? Oh, uh, uh, Carol King? No. She married him? No. No. But we could make that up. Oh, Angie Dickinson? No, she was not even... (laughs) She wasn't a a white person. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Dionne Warwick was his singer, but I don't think they were ever married. It's Dionne Warwick. Okay, she... I don't know that they were married. Yes, they were. They were. Okay, I didn't know that. But... he, when Snoop Dogg started his rapping and he was putting down women and using his language, she called him up and asked him over. And she said to him, Snoop Dogg, I want you to sit there and call me a, a bee. And uh, he goes, oh, no, ma'am, I could never do that. And she says, you do it on the music all the time. And you're going to grow up and have a good amount of money and girl children and a lovely life. And when they look at your uh, what you're doing, I think you'll be ashamed. Wow. So I thought this was on the Dion Warwick. There's a new thing on, I guess, Netflix. Mm. Maybe yeah. it's PBS. But I thought that was interesting. He said she changed his whole life and his whole style. Wow. But he's good buddies with Martha Stewart. That's because she was in jail so long. <laughs> she, had a yeah, lot of, she learned something. She, like she a, learned a lot of a rapper about herself. A, a Snoop, she probably met many Snoop Dogs in she jail. She made Orange the New Black. <laughs> <laughs> and then here's one. Tell me what y'all think about this. Katy Perry mm-hmm. yeah. is good friends with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, I, the, the astrophysicist. I can see who that. I adore. See he that. is a cutie pie. He is. He is. Yes. Um, she's a fan of his work. She's probably a, <clears throat> a brilliant person, mm-hmm. but she's a fan of his work, and so they became good friends. Are you, do y'all want to hear some more of these people? Well, we should point out, since we've referred to Duchess Goldblatt, that she and Lyle Lovett oh, yes. are very yes. good friends. Yes, that that's all. a good one. Yeah, so we go back to a former podcast and you can hear more about that's them, right yeah. and that's i would right. be friends with both of them myself if they'd let me i would too but i'd have to choose uh lloyd lovett over the duchess i'm sorry <laughs> it's just the man thing i love it I love it. Okay. I thought there was a different person. I love, I love it. Love sorry. It. No. It's twin. <laughs> um, okay. Here's another one. T.S. Eliot. Y'all try to guess who T.S. Eliot's best friend mm. would be. You're not going to guess it, but try. Is it male or female? It's a male. He's, uh, he's a um, comedian. John Cleese? Nope. No, they're a little different. They're a little different age. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? You know. <laughs> it's Groucho Marx. 
Oh. And they share a love of literature. And how they got to be friends was Elliot wrote Groucho Marx and asked for a signed fan, uh, fan photograph. And Marx obliged and asked for one of Elliot. And they became very good friends. And they... Um, and it says the two men bonded over their mutual respect for each other and their shared love of literature. Wow. That's wild. Okay, who is best friends with Arthur Conan Doyle? Um, Dr. Watson. <laughs> I think that's very close. No. Um, I don't know. He was um, a magician. Houdini? Houdini. Oh, wow. But they split up after seven years, maybe, oh, Katie. Oh, yeah, right. They split up because they were arguing over, um, let's see, what, let me see if I can read this to you. They used to even vacation together. Wow. Oh, they split up and had an argument over um, psychic mediums. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think that'll happen in any of my friendships. No. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they like had dueling mediums or well, um, one believed in him and the other one didn't? The, the relationship, I'll read this to you. The relationship reached its final breaking point in 1923 after Colin Doyle and his wife organized a disastrous seance uh, where they tried to contact Houdini's deceased mother in the afterlife. So it did obviously... So was Houdini there for the seance? Yes. I, I think it went from... from Good to bad quickly at yeah. that seance. I wonder if the mother had anything to do with it. <laughs> Maybe so. And who do you think um, Salma Hayek's best friend is? Oh. Snoop Doggy Dog? No. The, the Antonio Banderas? No. It's Angelina Jolie. Oh. oh. So interesting. They well, can enjoy yeah. being beautiful together. Together, yeah. 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 And then the most interesting one that I just added, this wasn't in my research, is... Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They did. And, of course, you know what they have in common. Yeah. They're beautiful voices. The, the dress made of meat. <laughs> yeah, the dress made of meat. He it's loved their, it. It's their fashion sense yes. that they share in common. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they are interesting. Well, I have one that kind of relates. It's called Red Brocade and um, by Naomi Nye. This is a poem, and Margie's reading it. Yes, it's a poem. And it's about... Um, welcoming people and making friends. Um, oh, that's, that's a good um, idea. The Arabs used to say, when a stranger appears at your door, feed him for three days before asking who he is, where he's come from, where he's headed. That way, he'll have strength enough to answer, or by then, you'll be such good friends you don't care. Let's go back to that. Rice, pine nuts? Here, take the red brocade pillow. My child will serve water to your horse. No, I was not busy when you came. I was not pre preparing to be busy. The armor, that's the armor everyone, everyone put on to pretend that they had a purpose in the world. I refuse to be claimed. Your plate is waiting. We will sip fresh, fresh mint. I will snip fresh mint into your tea. You'll sniff it into their tea? <laughs> snip it. Oh, snip know, it. Snip, <laughs> snip. Anyway, that's a kind of nice yeah. um, a poem of welcoming yes. a stranger. Yeah. That's right. Well, all right. Are we to the mystic moment now? Almost. Oh, can I read the poison tree that's a horrible ending for the William Blake? Yes. yes. Of what to do when you um, don't have a friend or are <laughs> mad. 
Um, I was angry with my friend. I told my wrath, my wrath did end. I was angry with my foe. I told it not, my wrath did grow. And I watered it with fears, night and morning with my tears. And I sunned it with smiles and with soft, deceitful wiles. And it grew both day and night till it bore an apple bright. And my foe held it in shine and he knew that it was mine. And unto my garden he stole when the night had veiled the pole. In the morning I was glad to see my foe outstretched beneath the tree. The poison wow. tree. <laughs> yes. That's the a lesson like. in not holding in your wrath. <laughs> well, what should you do with it? Tell them? Tell them if you have a friend, you know, get it out. If they're truly friends, you should. Yeah. You mean if it's your friend, you should say to them. I told my wrath. You told my wrath. This is my friend. And it did end. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. You know, Blake is always kind of tiger, tiger <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yes, little With lamb. The <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that contrast. Maybe that's not the best friend poem. <laughs> it's provocative. Though. It is provocative. It makes us think, which is what the mystics are all about, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, mystic moments. All right. Is it my mystic moment? Sure. Oh, this is the queen speaking to you from Mystic Moments. Mm-hmm. Um. Well. Last week when I was in Paris, my friend, my friend and I were strolling in the Latin Quarter, <clears throat> and we came upon, uh, it's the second largest church in Paris after Notre Dame, and it's called Saint-Sulpice, which, which is really S-U-L-P-I-C-E, Sulpice. And I always go in these Gothic churches and light a candle just in case they're right. You never know. So I'll go in and light a candle. And when we got there, they were, they were obviously about to have something happen in the church because up front they were setting up um, music stands. So I asked my friend, um, could we sit down and see what's happening? And we were lucky to come upon a concert by kids from the King's School of Worcester, England. Whoa. And they were in their little school outfits with the white top and the, you know, the shield little... um, Jacket. Jacket, yes. And their um, blue pants and blue little skirts. And they look very English schoolish, Eton-ish. And um, they sang for us, and they had absolutely gorgeous voices. And the young boys sounded like the Vienna... Choir. You ought to put that video that you sent on. on you know, I've got lots of those videos. Yeah. And, um, put it on our Facebook, put it on our Facebook page. page. And they all played musical instruments. The viola and the violin and then the oboe. And it was just wonderful. Um, all that talent and those little... Uh, no. yeah, and it's when not I'm, fair. They got it all. <laughs> when I'm traveling... Um, I mean, I will say that the Eiffel Tower is grand, especially when it goes off lighting at night. And Montmartre is amazing. But for me, Paris became the city of lights in San Sulpice. At that event. Yes, at that event. Because it's the little things that make traveling memorable. Mm -hmm. Sure. And if you can make a friend while traveling. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. It's wonderful. So I had a semi-mystic moment. Um, so I I don't fully follow horoscopes, you know, like I don't 
plan my day around them. But I have this habit of reading mine every morning, just in case. It's sort of like lighting uh-huh. the candle. <laughs> yeah. Just in case yes. it might. And so um, one of my goals for 2023 is to pitch some stories to national publications. Um, and so I um, have been working on those pitches, but I have been hesitant to send them because rejection stinks and yeah. because I thought they're not perfect yet. So on Tuesday and Wednesday of this week, the my horoscope said that this is the perfect time to pitch. Okay. And it, after the second day that it said that, I pitched. Now, I haven't heard anything back yet. I'll keep you posted on that. But I finally got the courage to go ahead and say, I'm just going to send these. And so I've sent out some pitches for some stories. Oh, look and at I you. And I felt like it was, you know, without having read that horoscope, I probably would still be sitting on them in May for the rest of the year. Yeah. No, <laughs> so, you should. Yeah. And didn't we have someone from Auburn get a piece in the New Yorker this year? New York Magazine this year. I can't remember. I can't either because yeah. we don't have the remember gene yes, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, never, I never had that. Me either. So, <laughs> so Margie, did you have a mystic moment? I, yeah, I just think my mystic moment was my new vision. Oh, I right. mean, it's I like incredible. And I was now. so afraid of changing my vision because um, I never got LASIK or any of those things because mm. I was just afraid of somebody touching my eyes. But it, I guess when I had to do it, I did. And so it was well worth it. So yeah. I'm, you know, that was great. Do you now look in the mirror and go, oh my God, maybe I shouldn't have had this done? Yeah, that's, I saw wrinkles I've never seen. Because <laughs> usually I'm looking and I'm just blurry. And I went like, where are those lines in my mouth? Oh that's my why you God. don't want the up, you want yeah. it to be 20, 20 distance. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. You that was to. frightening my face, but that's okay. Besides. Yeah. <laughs> well, that reminds me, I, I bought this mirror at Bed Bath and Beyond and it's 10 X or 80 X mm. or something. But anyway, because I was, I can't see that great. And I just wanted to be able to wash my face and, you know, if there's, some more Sandman in my eyes. I want to know it. Yeah. So I turn the I turn the chin. light on right. in the mirror. Yeah. If there's a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my beard. Yeah. I turn the light on in the mirror and leaned forward and went, "Oh my God!" <laughs> I mean, I had I had this thought that I was, you know, still young, but that is just not true. <laughs> yeah. Just Phyllis, devoid mirrors. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. So I wanted, before we wind this up, I wanted to do a special call out for one of our favorite um, and most dedicated mystic fans. Nice. Um, Bartholomew Robert Smith. Yes. Has, I messaged me this morning with a question about tulip bulbs because of the gardening column. But this, this phantom wonderful person who is always paying attention to what we're doing is our friend on Facebook. So she, she, he, they, yeah, that she, I think, is a friend. And um, it's just really... A great friendship. A great friendship. And, yes. And so I was saying, replying in my message how much we appreciated that friendship. We do. And, and um, I was told to say that her, her best back to all of the mystics and that she, too, appreciates us. So if you, too, would like to friend us, <laughs> you can find us on That's Facebook. That's right. Our fran- fans out there, please friend us. Yeah. On Facebook, you can friend us individually or you can friend us on the 
Mystic Order of East Alabama Fiction Writers mm-hmm. page, which I might say we don't check very often, but Mary does. Yes. Mary yes. is, is mm-hmm. good about it. Mystic Mary. So, And we're on other social media platforms, too. So, Well, speak right. for yourself, because well, I'm technically the ignorant. are because of Mary. Oh, <laughs> yes, right. because of Mary. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I'm not, it's the royal we. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because... Uh, Every once in a while, I'll call my techie son and go, now, how do you do this again? Mm-hmm. How do you tweet? Not that I care, but yeah. so. It's nice to have a young kid in your family, by That's the way. That's what we had them for. Yes, to, exactly, like. exactly. <laughs> I was at, went without Diet Cokes for nine months, and by golly, he can straighten out the Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, are we wrapping? I think we're wrapping. What do we usually say? I have no idea. What is it, Margie? Well, remember, be the flame, not Not the the moth. moth.